0: You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. Here are your hosts, Eddie Accapinti and Greg Viscomi. Another Hawk Talk coming at you. Episode number 11, 10 in the books. This is big number 11. Greg Viscomi, Eddie Acapinti, here with you. Greg, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing terrific. In 11 episodes, 11 straight weeks we've done this, which is awesome and, you know, My goal is 52 in a row.
0: Is that when we can go into syndication? Is that what it is?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but listen, we're always looking to pick up sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're looking to pick up anything, but um, yeah, no, uh, eleven in a row, and I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited. This was a good one.
0: This was a great one. We were able to catch up with Mammoth baseball alum Carrie Jacobson. He's currently the manager for Activation at Resorts World Las Vegas. That's sponsorship. That's high level events, and Carrie was more than open about telling us all of the tremendous uh, acts he's able to work with and events they're hosting. And when you hear his schedule. I don't know i can't believe he gave us 40 minutes it's remarkable the schedule that he maintains
1: it was awesome that he did i mean he's been all over the place jet setting back and forth and um what a an excellent success story uh not only for monmouth baseball or monmouth athletics but also for monmouth university he's a business management major over in in the business school which is one of the marquee schools of this of the university and um, just an awesome alum. I mean, I, there's no other young alum. And, you know, graduating 2016, there's there's no other young alum who, who is in tuned to all of our sports the way Carrie is. So a uh, great conversation and what a great, great part of this family.
0: It has a very unique, I think, outlook on everything from his time as a baseball student athlete who came to Monmouth from Los Angeles, then through his time professionally moving to Las Vegas and moving up in the world there. And, and we want you to really pay attention and lock in because he's kind of an unsung hero and he's a guy who doesn't get a lot of attention, but he was a grinder as a baseball player who ultimately got a chance as a senior to have a really good season. And now as a behind the scenes guy, he does so much work to benefit mammoth fans and students and alums and no one knows. So he, he likes being kind of behind the scenes. This was our pleasure though, to bring Kerry kind of up and into the light and, and shed a little attention on one of the biggest mammoth fans out there, regardless of sport year he, I mean, he texts us about everything, whether the women's soccer team's winning a title or the the department's moving to the CAA. Like Greg said, as in tune with this department as anyone is, and by the way, does it from Las Vegas, which is remarkable.
1: Yeah, and he um he's such a huge college basketball fan. I mean, he knows as much about college basketball as maybe anybody I talked to. Oh, without a doubt, he 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 knows. Rankings and RPIs, and he's in on mid-major conferences and high-major conferences, and uh, he really is in the right position there with activation and um, you know event you know event activation out there in Las Vegas. it
0: yeah, kind of crosses over the sports and entertainment world, as you'll hear in our great conversation with Kerry uh, on this 11th episode of Hawk Talk, uh, which is remarkable, But like Greg said. But, you know, we 10 in the books, Greg, and on episode 10, we got to talk to Trey Dombrowski, the, the great pitcher uh, from Manasquan, who has just had a great start to the season for the baseball team. We talked to him because of his great start. Pitcher of the Week in the MAC. Well, he did it again this past week when uh, the baseball team had another marquee win, this one against Southern Conference favorite Wofford, um, and they're challenging themselves playing top five teams like Notre Dame. It really, as the baseball team continues, you can tell Trey's conversation with us how focused and how locked in this team is about getting into the MAC and winning a championship.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think all of our spring sports and obviously our basketball sport, our two basketball teams, uh, know that this is the last run on the Mac, and everybody wants to go out raising that trophy. So uh, Trey's got that mindset, and um, Coach E. Hall put together another challenging non-conference uh, schedule. They go down, like you mentioned, and, and beat the SoCon favorite and So mm-hmm. defending champs, Wofford, and I think he gives up one hit in that game or something crazy like that. Uh, and then they go in and they meet uh, Notre Dame and our old friend Chuck Rostano, f- former pitching coach here, uh, back in the, in quotes, glory days of Monmouth. Uh, and, and, and Notre Dame is so a Self-proclaimed glory days. Our so, glory yeah, days. Yeah, glory days in our head. Um, and, he, uh, you know, that was a good program, and they and they caught a couple of losses there. But, but, you know, this week they get to move a little bit closer to New Jersey and go down to Fairfax and face off uh, against George Mason for a three-game series down there.
0: Keep in touch with all of what the teams are doing. MammothHawks.com has all of your information. All of our social media outlets as well. Make sure you follow the main account, but also the team-specific accounts if you want, uh, you know, game by game and almost kind of play by play information. Whether it's Mammoth Softball, Baseball, Men's or Women's Lacrosse, uh, obviously Track and Field coming off an indoor championship. Now uh, looking to win the outdoor title. We had Coach Nelson on on halftime of our um, last ESPN game here at home. That interview is on social media. Uh, but we got to look basketball. It was a part of our conversation. With Carrie, because of his interest and love and, and attention to it, and we've got some big senior night games, senior day games coming up this Greg, uh, coming up this week, Greg, with the men's team Thursday, the women's team Saturday, and then the women get it rolling again tonight, a key game with Marist.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that'll be an emotional game, I think, for Marist with uh, Coach George's announcing his retirement after next season. But um, they just had the press conference. You said this morning. So they're gonna roll right up in here with with plenty of fire, and uh, we'll be looking for Stella and company to extinguish
2: it.
0: <laughs> Ooh, well, well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that. If you follow the Mac, you you know what Brian George means to the league. Coach Jenny Bogus was talking to us this morning and said, "Hey, listen, we we have to make sure that." We, we do this the right way because of the timing of this is so weird. It was announced a couple of days ago, press conference today. Very emotional up in Poughkeepsie. Now they're driving down here to play a very important game. Monmouth has a two-game lead over Maris in the conference standings. The women's team could finish anywhere from like fifth through ninth and in the seating is crazy we know the men are playing next Thursday in as, as either the four or the five seed but women with two more home games it's very important you come out and support this team you know it's been great to hear from friends and alums who have come out and said we really like what the coaching staff and the coaches are doing there. the players are playing so hard Greg Tons I've, had, of energy. I've had more ticket requests for this team in the last two weeks than I have in the last couple of years so make sure you come out and support this team the next two games
1: yeah definitely and and For both the men's and the women's team, it's not even, I mean, obviously the women, it's about seeding and everything, but it's more about heading into that conference tournament. We say it all the time, the hottest teams are the ones that go the furthest. We saw it with Fairfield on the men's side last year. They came in, torrid and ripped all the way through the MAC championship. Uh, So you don't want to go in on the snide. You want to go in with a couple wins, and um, both of those teams have two opportunities to do that left here in what seems like a really compacted, last four days.
0: Yeah, three of those four are at home. The women have two again Wednesday night and Saturday and the men play at home Thursday and then they're at Ryder on Saturday. Uh, You could do the double dip by the way. The game at Riders at four o'clock so you could watch the women's game, make it to the men's game by halftime of that game. Uh, So make sure you stay tuned. mammothhawkscom slash tickets for your home game needs and all of our social media channels. Uh, One quick thing we have to keep you updated on and it was part of our conversation with Kerry is kind of his, the lasting legacy of, of what he started. Started with his new position out in Las Vegas, which you'll hear more about in our episode, um, is this great chance to give Monmouth fans a discounted room rate in Atlantic City to go see the Hawks' men's and women's teams play. Get your pad and paper out, get your note out app on your phone at either Caesars, Tropicana, or Harris. They're all under the same umbrella. So Caesars, Tropicana, and Harris. If you use promo code M U A C twenty two. M-U-A-C-22, you can get a discounted room rate, really, thanks to Carrie and the great team over at Caesars that helped put this whole thing together with Greg, myself and a few of the folks here in athletics. So, uh, we have to thank him. That's one of the reasons we wanted to have him on, to, for you to hear his passion for being a Hawk basketball fan, his passion for Monmouth University, it really was a fun conversation.
1: Yeah, it was great, and just looking forward to to getting down there in EC and, and staying in some of those rooms at that discounted rate, and uh, it's just a really awesome thing for him to do, and as a, as an alum, to to set that up. And and even though he doesn't work for Caesars any any longer, just for them to honor those those numbers and uh, really make it affordable for our fans to go down and cheer on our team.
0: Yeah, made a couple of phone calls, used his connections, used his network, and we're thankful to him for it. And you get to hear from him yourself. This is episode 11 of Hot Talk, and our guest, Mama, let Carrie let Jacobson. You can hear that conversation
1: then I started spitting garlic, and they said, recall me. Man. I feel like this was for me. This is my story. Yeah.
0: Uh. Well, we're so happy to bring in our guest on Hawk Talk today. And, and this conversation is a fun one because you not only get to hear from a Monmouth alum, but it's a Monmouth alum who is also doing just great things in the business world. And Greg and I are so happy to welcome in our guest today, former Mammoth baseball player, Carrie Jacobson, joining us from Las Vegas and Carrie, how you doing today?
2: Good, Eddie. Great to be here. Thank you and Greg, for having me. How are you
0: guys doing?
1: We're great. Thanks for uh, for getting up. You know, we were trying to work out the the time difference. You know, we had to make sure that um, we didn't get you up too early for uh,
2: for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was up at, up at five earlier today. Getting getting a little hit out at the gym, so we're good.
0: Well, if you were up nice. at five, we could have done this last night then. Yeah. Based on everything else, <laughs> and uh, like we alluded to, Carrie. Currently out in Las Vegas and and doing just great things um, at Resorts World Las Vegas. He's the manager of partner activation out there, and and I think our pre-interview for this was almost as fun as the interview is going to be. Hearing some of the great work, uh, great things that Carrie's doing. Carrie, jet
2: jet setting.
0: Yeah, Carrie, just just <laughs> give the listener a small taste of what your last ten or so days have been.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's been a. A crazy uh, start to the new year. I mean, we had Super Bowl here. I mean, it was in L.A., of course. I was actually out in L.A. for that, but it was back and forth. We had Luke Bryan open up his residency at Resorts World on the Friday before. Then I flew out to L.A. was at this Sports Illustrated event that our, our team was helping put on with Jack Harlow and Kygo and went out there to support and then watched the, my Rams out there get, get, the, get the win out there. So that was awesome. But back in Vegas, you know, it's really like a... Like extension of the Super Bowl while it was in L.A. Every year, the Super Bowl is one of the biggest weeks of the year in Vegas. So we had, you know, create like eight different wash parties on property. We had partners activating. Um, it was pretty crazy. And then right after that, we kind of had a couple weeks to like catch our breath. And then now we're right back into this weekend, which is going to be crazy. we got Katy Perry resuming her residency at Resort School tonight. We got UFC 272 on Saturday, so we partnered with UFC. So we'll be activating there. They'll be a coming on property for the viewing parties, for the after parties, all that kind of stuff. Um and then we'll have the ACM Awards actually on Monday. So we partnered with them, we're doing a little trade deal with them, which will be pretty cool. Some more artists, Luke Luke Stein will be there, Carrie Underwood will be there, um performing, which will be awesome. And then I'm flying to LA Tuesday to go to the Justin Bieber concert with one of our partners and then then we got five conference tournaments in Vegas, Pac twelve, Mountain West, WCC et cetera starting up on on Wednesday. So uh and then that in the March Madness, which will be even crazier. So it's gonna it's gonna be a fun <laughs> couple of weeks. Um and then obviously we'll be watching my Hawks out, of uh, out in AC, um, very closely, of course.
1: So, uh, at what point do you get to sleep? I mean, you're <laughs> a pretty young guy, graduated <laughs> in 16. So it's not like you're an old guy like I am, but at some point there's got to be some sleep involved, right?
2: Uh, I try as best I can. It's, uh, I mean, I will just, myself for it, I was like, it's about to be six years this spring since I graduated, which is which is crazy to me. But yeah, not a whole lot of sleep, but I kind of just keep it, try to keep it rolling as best I can, and, and get some downtime, whatever possible. But it doesn't really stop; it's kind of twenty four seven. But uh, but it's awesome. I'm grateful for what I get to do and, and for all the cool stuff I get to accomplish.
0: It's been so cool to to keep in touch with Kerry and to and to see this growth that he's done. And you know, I feel like. It's so interesting, Carrie, and so much of it is is between Vegas and between your 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 home of Los Angeles. but, um, you know, I know one of the things that that always, you know I was curious about, whether we were talking, you know, formally or informally, was, you know, so much of what you do is out on the West Coast, and we'll veer in and out of kind of the different topics. But you know, you're a Jersey guy because you came to Monmouth and you played baseball for Coach E Hall. And uh, I guess before we kind of revisit some of the great things going on out in Las Vegas, let the listener know what brought you from LA all the way to Monmouth initially when you were in your, in your time as a student athlete.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, my family, my mom's from Jersey. She has, uh, you know, her parents grew up you know, from there and uh, from Deal specifically. So, I have a lot of, you know, aunts and uncles in Jersey, Red Bank, Home et cetera. So, you know, very, very top, very strong Jersey roots there. My dad's from Queens, from New York. So, um, a lot of a lot of the East Coast guys. So basically, during the whole process, I had a buddy from from LA, Max Miller, who uh who got Mommet at the time as a freshman, and he we kind of reconnected and through some family friends, and it just kind of he was committed there, and he was like, you know, you should check it out. I, I at the time, honestly, you know, I only knew Monmouth really from from going to the Ocean Ocean Beach Club, um, you know, with my family over the summer. So I didn't really, I just you know, drove drove by. I didn't know much about it. That was probably back in 2011, a long long time ago, and then um. You know, got in touch touch with uh, Coach E. Hall and the team over there and, uh, you know, went out to a camp. And then from there, you know, kind of made my decision. And, you know, I'm grateful for making that decision, the best decision of my life, honestly. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm really glad to still be close with Coach and and everyone over there, you guys. And and it's crazy just how far, you know, going from L.A. to Jersey, Then, if you would have told me four years ago, I'd be in Vegas. I would have said you were crazy. But, you know, now we're we're three and a half years in in Vegas. So it's a crazy wild ride.
1: So was that – was it a difficult – at any point to to be on the other side of the country from from your family? uh, You know, com- coming all the way out of here, I mean, I know a lot of times when you talk to people, not so much athletes, but when you talk to te- – I guess athletes too, when you talk to people about how, why they're choosing a school or where they're choosing a school, a lot of times it's like, well, yeah, I want to be close to my family or I want to be, you know, not too far that I can go home when I want to. But, I mean, geographically, you couldn't have gotten any further away from, from Jersey to L.A. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Definitely was a little lifestyle change going from, from LA to Jersey. But I think, you know, my family came to visit us so was a lot. You know, they'd come for you know, holidays or for, you know, season games and all that kind of stuff. They'd come down to Vanderbilt or Florida, which is awesome. And then obviously my family there really made me feel like home. You know, my aunt, uncles, my cousins, they, you know, come to games all the time, even scrimmages. We go out to dinner all the time, go over to their house. So that really made me feel like home. And then I think, you know, a main part, you know, I just love. Love the East Coast, love New York City, you know, having to have proximity there, proximity to Philly. I think that was that was a big part. Obviously being went on the beach. So, you know, it wasn't a lot of the time when we were at school, the weather wasn't as good as it was, but I uh, kind of missed most of the that May through October the weather um, and from the beach. But you know, it was there, it was there enough. So um, but it was I mean it turned out being great and I, I'm so happy I made that decision.
0: And then when you come all the way to Monmouth, you end up uh, and uh, as listeners will know, you know, that's right around the time that we started being able to, to cover all of our teams on ESPN. So, so Carrie, who follows our team so vehemently from Vegas, when he's here as a player, it's when we start to get to broadcast games. It's when we start to get to do that. So, Carrie, I'm sure that helped, you know, the family on the West Coast, you know, with kind of keeping up and keeping tabs on what was going on. But, you know, you have your best year in your senior year, right, in in your career, culminates in a a really solid, really good last season at Monmouth. And, uh, you know, what were the most fond memories of of playing, um, you know, here, whether it was on the field with your teammates or having your family be able to follow you from, you know, all the way out on the West Coast?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, the entire experience was great. Best four years of my life. But, you know, senior year really was definitely the best year. I think just baseball-wise, academically, socially, everything just really went right. I mean from us beating UVA on their home turf to any national champs, I mean, that has to be a top moment for sure. But and then even a couple of weeks later, going to beat nationally ranked ECU on their home turf, that was incredible. And some of those awesome conference weekends we had, those battles going up to Quinnipiac and sweeping them, which was they were their preseason champs. And it was just such a fun ride. And just, yeah, I think really just getting close with that team. That team that year was really tight-knit, really close, um, from freshman to senior class. And you know, so really close with all those guys, really. And it's been – I mean that year was just was such a such a good time. It, it really is crazy. That that was six years ago now.
1: So uh, obviously being in Vegas and, and you just mentioned that you're close with those guys. Do do you get a lot of the, a lot of your former teammates hitting you up to come out and stay and and uh, hang out for a couple of days?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's always a place you know, for people to visit. I think sometimes it's a blessing and a, and a curse. You know, There's, I mean, because every time it's some yeah, you know, not just. People from Loma, I like, Oh, I'm in town for the weekend, like, let's link up. And I'm just like, Man, that's the first week I actually was going to be able to just kind of lay low. But, but no, I mean, you know, Grant, Harry, Christian, a bunch of the guys have gone out here, um, which has been great. And still trying to get some more of them out, um, hopefully, pretty soon. But we definitely had some good times out here. I think, I think Grant and, and Christian came out for March Madness, was that probably two, two years ago or so, which was awesome. Um, that's always, like I said, a great time of the year out here, but. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a, a frequent stop for people. It's so easy, you know, everyone kind of sees to come out here.
0: And your your time here and you mentioned where you met those teammates that go and visit you in Vegas, you know, not just your time on the Diamond, but it, one of the things that, that I always noticed that we always noticed was your, your kind of love for all Monmouth sports that you develop in your time as a baseball player. So, and, and that coincides with the basketball team having obviously, you know, a great run when you were a student here. And it, it, is that kind of where it sparked the... I guess the, the lo- lifelong love of Mammoth was your experience here because, um, as people will find out, you know, part of your relationship that you have with us in the adult world now it continues with a lot of the great things going on down in Atlantic City. You know, you were instrumental in a lot of that that we'll get into in a minute. But does your time here that you look back on when you kind of developed that love for Mammoth now uh, and pride continue as an adult because you were a, a mainstay? At, if you weren't playing in the game, you were attending the game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think. You know, being a freshman, you know, I was at that first. I think it was Hofstra, my freshman year, first basketball game, at home game. And, you know, there was a student session. I mean, college basketball, I mean, I just loved everything about it. And, and same with football and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, it kind of obviously escalated each year. And then I think, you know, junior year, we really had that that stride and kind of took that next level. And then. And then really it was obviously the senior year 2015, 2016, when j you know, Jay Robb might be in and then just went, you know, crazy. And that was just I think that kinda of contributed to why senior year was such a such a fun time because it was just, I mean, from that UCLA first game guys, to add Steve Notre Dame to you know, George going down to Georgetown on the band bus with Crom with and Kelly, like that was just some of the best experiences. I mean, Thanksgiving night, watching watching the guys be Notre Dame, that's still the best, probably top top two sporting events of all time. Aside from Dodgers winning the World Series, I think, but <laughs> um, that was that was just incredible. So I think that definitely contributed to, to senior year, and then also kind of kind of escalated to the rest of you know like like now just being the last six years. I mean, I don't I don't miss a game unless there's I'm physically unable to. And, um, and like you said before, with the ESPN 3 being able to watch stream every game, either when I'm at the office or on my phone or whatnot, it's it's pretty incredible. And yeah, I, I'm excited for this year. I'm sure we'll dive more into the team and, and, and I, I see soon, but, um, it's just, it's
1: awesome. Gary, one of the things I remember is, uh, like Eddie mentioned, when we were first getting ESPN three up and running, uh, I've really, uh, your family were like the first ones to hold like watch parties out, out in California <laughs> and, you know, texting, you know, Gary would get texts or whatever, them all sitting around watching the games and, and Eddie and, and, Leo and and the rest of the gang that that do do such a great job uh, with our baseball coverage, uh, but I just wanted to say that I I did appreciate there there are a couple families that really kind of stuck out there early when the when we were getting going early on and uh, and you, and your family are definitely at the top of that list so that that was pretty awesome to get some pictures of a bunch of people huddled around in a, in a uh, you know a house in in California watching our ESPN broadcast.
2: Oh yeah, I mean that was that was pretty incredible. I think that's that's really what I mean. That's what it's for. It's so it's so good that we have that because I mean my like family's whatever three thousand miles away and, and they can't you know they can't come to every game which you know which but they're able to have an awesome incredible stream of you, you know, with, with with you guys on the call and, and it, it, that that was awesome. I think I remember one of the games I was I think I had you interview me after and, and my little brother Julian was was recorded it on his phone and like sent it out. It was, it was mm-hmm. such a cool moment also, honestly.
0: And I remember that moment too, and, and I, I, those are those things that, that do kind of stand out. And and you know, Carrie, what what was then so interesting, right? So as we said, and, and for the listeners, you know, Carrie leaves, graduates, but stays connected with all of us, and he stays connected, like Greg mentioned, with Gary, with himself, w- with myself, and you know, we're texting after games, and you know, it's it's great to have that that whole just kind of continued relationship, but then things really change. When, you know, Carrie, your career takes a turn to then moving to Vegas. Uh, and, and and then we then have the tournament moving from Albany to Atlantic City. And I think the first text or phone call I received after that news was from Carrie. And, and it was from, hey, how can I get involved? Carrie, take us back to that. Because at that time, your professional career that you were in in Vegas and your personal love and your tie to Monmouth kind of come together. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was, that was awesome. And yeah, at the time I was at, I was at Peace entertainment on the partnerships and activation team over there. So we were doing just a little background. We were doing, you know, not just nine properties in Vegas for, you know, partnerships, partnerships, activations, but also you know 40 plus properties around the country. So Tahoe and New Orleans and AC was probably our second or third biggest market with three properties out there at the time. So once, once that news came out, obviously some other, uh, back, back stories with problems in Albany was you know, one of the tenants. So we won't see the, touch on but um but when ac when i came out there that was just so awesome and i think i was yeah i was just so excited and, and to see you know to bring it to life kind of and then now will actually see it come to life this year hopefully which will be exciting but um it was just awesome to get to work with you guys on that and then you know get to go out there during you know, two years ago probably almost to the day honestly uh, when we roll out there and then got the news that everything was shut down which was definitely you know devastating it's still you know really sad um looking back on it but exciting to see it come to life this year and hopefully um Probably we can also pull out the win out there.
0: So, Well, I, I think it's important for people that follow this podcast to know that, quite frankly, it was Carrie's hard work and relationships and networking that got us to a point where a lot of those events are being held at the properties that he used to work for, the discount codes that we're able to offer to fans and to alums and to students. All that was... It was it was Carrie. It was his groundwork a couple of years ago, keeping us all on task. By the way, I thought I was busy until I heard Carrie's schedule. Now I have no room <laughs> to talk ever. But no, it, it was him, kind of man, you know, mending, managing relationships, keeping Atlantic City on board, and doing that from Vegas. By the way, not even in the same time zone. And Carrie, I tell people the story all the time where I was the night before the world shut down, and it was me and you and all the worker and all the crew from the office hanging out in Caesars. And, and, quite frankly, if I knew then what I knew now, I am so happy that we got to spend that last night, you know, hanging out and having you oh, fly yeah. from Vegas to AC for a shortened tournament. You know, I, I don't think you've ever been told, but we all appreciate all the the help and hard work and effort you put in in, in ensuring that Monmouth fans have a great experience down in Atlantic city.
2: Yeah, no. Likewise, I think just you know working with you and Badge and Jeff and John and everyone back there during that time was just so fun, and and then getting you know getting to go out there, fly out there, was so excited for the tournament. You know, not just for obviously for the Hawks, the women's team, but just for you know to, for everything that we were, that we worked on and all the events and everything to come to life, and then to see it. You know, one day it was the Big East, and then the next day was the ACC, and then this and that. And then I was on like a tour with, at one of our venues, and then I got a text from one of you guys, like, you know, it just got called. And I was like, you are kidding me. And I, but then at the time, no one really knew what was going on. Like, I was like, you know, I was in AC, and I didn't know if like they were going to check my airports or travel. You know, I was like, I need to get out of here. And then so we, I know we had that, that one last night with all of us at Caesars, which, you know, that, that was definitely the highlight of the trip. Um, but that, that, that's a great memory, even in a, in a dark time.
1: So to kind of take us through, you know what what was your major? You know when you graduated, how do you get to the path of of where you are now, and kind of what what is your day to day? I think people would be interested. Like, what does your day to day career kind of entail?
2: Yeah, definitely. No, uh, business management major at Um, uh, Graduated four years after that. You know, I knew. You know, during that spring, I was like, I need to be you know sports and entertainment, sports and entertainment. That's what I want to do. That's that's all. You know, that's my passion, and so um first job I actually got you know at the nfl network within production randomly so you know i had some internships that kind of dabbled in production but wasn't really you know business major in production now but you know i was like couldn't turn out an opportunity to work for you know a global organization like the nfl so went back to la after graduating was uh worked there for like a year and a half you know it was cool made some, made some great people great experience um but you know wanted to get back more on the business sales side so Went over to, to Fox 11, the local TV station in LA, which had, you know, the World Series and college football, college basketball, but then also like, you know, your day to day programming, like your Empire, your golf, your good day LA, that kind of stuff. So was on the TV ad sales team there, um, was there for about a year. And then got this incredible opportunity out in Vegas. Um, a family friend of mine, you know, was out here at the time and, and, you know, was involved with Seizures and said, like, you should really come out here and, and think about moving, making a move. And I was like, let's do it. Like, you know, let's, let's take a risk. Didn't know anybody. At the time, which is, you know, crazy, but, uh, you know, made the move, um, uh, lived by myself for the first year and, and worked at Caesars for about two and a half years and, you know, great experience there. Great time learning, learning the sponsorship ropes and how everything works from, you know, brainstorming through execution and, and seeing some really cool things come to life and, uh, including moments in HD, of course. So, um, was there for, you know, two and a half years, like I said, and, you know, obviously the back end of that was during COVID. So, you know, things everywhere were you know not as good as they were before and you know at the time it was i guess it was probably it's just about a year ago i mean i'm coming up on a year of resorts world but um saw this opportunity out there at resorts world and you know that was the talk of the town it's you know the first new property to open up on the strip in, in 12 years you know five million dollar property and uh reconnected with my old boss solomon who uh who i knew from the past from my old boss at Caesars, and, you know, re- rekindled it and then just kind of went from there and started up May 4th of uh, 2021. So it's uh, been there almost, I guess, almost 10 months starting to see this tomorrow, two days. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy ride opening a $5 million property. I think people are still saying that our grand opening party on June 24th was, was the greatest party of all time. I mean, there's, there's never going to be another party like that where it was, I mean, 3,500 rooms, all open, all open bar, all food, every single restaurant serving their best dishes, you know, TSO DJing, Paris Hilton DJing. You got Dan Bozarian there, you got Kendall Jenner there, you got Usher there, you got Mark Davis there. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. I think I was, I was up for over 24 hours easily just from loading in all of them. We had 50 different partner activations. We, I mean, loading in to loading out to entertaining, to just seeing everybody, I mean, I mean, we were with me and Sean Merriman were taking shots at way too late at night. You know it was a uh, it was a uh, it was a crazy a crazy ride, but uh, that was awesome. And then seeing it all come to life, you know that was kind of the first days. And then we had you know our nightclub club and day club open, which is incredible with Yes and Z and DJ Snake, and Jack Harlow. We had our theater opened up in December with Carrie Underwood and other residents, as I mentioned earlier, Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, while well, Celine Dion back um, at some point. But it's been it's been a crazy ride, and you know so my my. And then to, to go back to, you know, more of a day-to-day thing. So we, you know, myself and Solomon, we're on the sponsorships and activations team here. So not only do we do all incoming sponsorships, so like your annual deals, like your coca Colas, and we have a great partnership with Therabody and Allergan and like and these kind of big brands, but we also do the outgoing side. So we work with a lot of sports teams and organizations like UFC. We have a great partnership with and the Angels and the Chargers and Pac-12. Um, so we kind of do all that kind of stuff. Basically most teams, at least that's Caesar than elsewhere that you know most of those teams are separate. You know, there's there's one incoming side, one outgoing side. But what we get to do at resortal, which is so cool, we kinda had a blank slate, which is brand new property. And we're able to create, you know, leverage certain assets different ways, which is really cool to see, you know, with uh different things come to life because you know a lot of times like you can you can offset different costs or cash or trade or whatever involved because you know there's assets that are valuable to both sides. So um it's really cool and I I love it. It's a lot of work. It's definitely hip um we've seen some really cool things come to life but uh i think we're just getting started about to our one year mark in uh, a couple months and uh i'm grateful every day that i get to do what i do
0: i mean that first year is as crazy which you're still in because i think i remember when we spoke we're not at the one year anniversary yet like you said it's it's still kind of getting there carrie to have that first year that opening party and all of the different things that are going on, be as chaotic as it has. Have you even had time to sit down? I mean, like Greg said, you don't sleep, obviously. So have you had time to almost (laughs) sit down and say, wow, in 10, 11 months, it's just getting started and that it's already gotten to the level that it has? I mean, it's hard to come out swinging harder than you guys did there. Have you had time to almost think back on it and say, wow, that was remarkable?
2: Not really, honestly. Like you said, there's not a whole lot of sleep or downtime to get to reflect. I I, mean, I'll I'll try to spend some time and just go through my my camera roll and just look back at those, you know, incredible times and, you know, just those videos and just be like, wow, that that was pretty cool. I mean, between grand opening, I think one of the other coolest ones that I would have touched on was was the rodeo, which we had. So (laughs) randomly, the rodeo is one of the biggest times of the year in Vegas every year. It's in December. It's like over two weeks here. And it is like, it, the, basically, the, the, the town turns into a big a big rodeo. And so we called our, our property Rodeo World during the time. And we partnered with Wrangler and Boot Barn and Community Coffee and Cavendish and Zinn and all these Western lifestyle brands, which were awesome. And, you know, we had that going on over two weeks. We had the UFC 269 here, um, which was incredible. We had the pac Championship, so we were hosting Oregon at the property and then there was another, I know we had Carrie Underwood opening our theater. So that was all within, like, 10 days. So that was another, like, I don't know, I, I can't remember a time. That was, aside from Grand Opening, that was the craziest time. But just looking back on, like, I remember it in the moment, like, you know, running around and being like, I don't know what we're going to do. But then now, like, getting some time to kind of look back and reflect on how cool that was. It, it, it's pretty awesome.
0: And how big, give people kind of a ballpark, Carrie. I mean, you're mentioning all of these different events going on within a week to 10 days at any given time, give people kind of a perspective ballpark. It, the team that you and Solomon and, and crew are a part of, I mean, how many people, what the, the size of the army, it must take to run that. I mean, just give us a ballpark, just even in your team, how many people that involves to get all of those events, keep them running smoothly from, like you said, the concerts to the DJs, to the rodeo, to <laughs> UFC. I, I mean, what's the scope of, of that team and, and just how big it could be, which I'm sure is just enormous.
2: Yeah, definitely. Now, I mean, the funny thing is, I mean, our team is just, just a, a team of two. So it's uh, myself and Solomon. But with that said, you know, we, we work really closely. The really cool thing about the resort world is like everyone's really accessible. We sit, you know, under brand marketing uh, around PR and social and digital and special events and everybody. So, it's really cool because everybody's just right there and accessible. So we, you know, rely on special events to help with this stuff, and then we have the marketing team with that and social. We're losing to them with their social teams and PR with the press release. So it's like there are a ton of different, you know, um, umbrella. It's all under one umbrella, but it's really kind of different verticals that we really work closely with. So, gotta give kudos to the team. It's been, you know, met some incredible people here, you know, and we have a really strong team. But you know, we're we're small but mighty. I'd say.
1: So, <clears throat> kind of switching gears here. You're a huge college basketball fan. You mentioned it. Everybody here knows it. Um, preview the Hawks this year. I mean, we, we got one more home game tomorrow night and then a game at Ryder, which is always an, an interesting rivalry for the last time, last time as conference members at least. And then we had the AC. So so what have you seen from the Hawks and um, and, and what are you looking forward to as we head into the uh, the stretch run here in the next two weeks?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys know how obsessed I am with with the Hawks and, and it's, it's definitely it's been a fun year. It's been an exciting year. I mean, I think, you know, that's that that part we had going ten and two and you know, upsetting Fincy and, and you know on the road to be pit. I mean, beating Princeton is like twenty one and five or something and, and I think I mean Towson's like twenty four and seven. I mean those wins were, were incredible. I mean I mean at the time you didn't know Towson was gonna be that good. Princeton is always, you know, powerhouse every year. I think even, and then you look at, like, beating, I mean, Yale, Colgate, those teams are, you know, I think Colgate's won, like, 16 or 17 or something. I mean, those are big wins. I mean, at the time, I know both those teams were, like, you know, the records weren't great, but you know those teams are going to get the top of their conferences every year. Um So, I think that start, I mean, that was just, it was so, it's been a fun season. That that start was incredible. I, I mean, getting those guys, getting Shavar from Seton Hall, getting Walker from, from UNC, I mean. When both those guys got announced, I was I was jumping off the walls. I mean, I was questioning you guys, Eddie. Like going going crazy. I mean, you know, seeing what Shabar did at Seton Hall for four years, and then you know, not knowing Walker as much, but I mean, from that first game, I literally texted on the Charlotte game. I texted my guys. I was like, guys, like Walker might be like one of the best days we've ever had. Literally, first game, I said that, and and guys can quote me on that. And and, and he's he's lived up to the up to the hype for sure. He's he's been awesome. And then you know, we have such a such an experienced team. So many seniors with Pappas and McClary. Ruddy, you know, Shapu. I mean, it's, it's been a crazy, it's been a great season. I think obviously the COVID, the COVID stretch hurt us. You know, it's not, it's no excuse. I mean, every, you know, a lot of teams dealt with it, but I, I really think it did, did hurt us. And, you know, we've, we've tried to get back. I think, you know, we've had some ups and downs. I think, you know, that I that eye that on a loss. I think we played really well at home with a tough, heartbreaking loss, but I really liked what we did that game. I think we had some other close ones like the Manhattan game. We, we looked like ourselves. Um, the one on the the one at home, the the Siena game a couple like last week, the first one we looked great, you know, the point of game a couple weeks ago we looked great. So we've definitely had flashes, I think, of what we can do. I think this team is easily one of the most talented teams we've had and easily probably the most experienced team we've ever had. Um and to see I am excited to see what we can do in AC. I know we have, you know, this past weekend with the top one, you know, two great teams. I mean St. Peter's just every year, man. They're just they're so tough. It's, it's incredible what, what Shaw does there. Um, and, you know, obviously on the road is always a tough place to play. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can, we can get on you know, senior day tomorrow. We can get that, get that win on track and then go back to Ryder and get that going into AC. I know we're locked into the four or five. So, you know, we we know what we're going to get. Hopefully, I mean, it looks like it, it could be merit. So that's obviously they've had our number thus far, but I think, you know, it's hard to be the, the team three times. So I'm, I'm sure the team will be ready, coach Rice and the guys. So. I'm excited to see what we can do. I mean it's been like I said, it's been a fun year. I think the team, you know, they they have the experience. I think when you look to March, you really want to get that senior that senior leadership, especially like a senior point guard. And I mean, you got Shabar. I mean, he's been around the block. I know he's he battled some injuries, but I mean that guy that guy competes and that guy is he's awesome, fun to watch. And I think he's gonna seeing yeah. him in March is gonna be really fun to watch and if they do the team.
0: And I think Kerry, one of the things that, you know, is obviously I I think it was you know, it's so important in what we're doing, but, you know, as you look ahead and you look into the future for this Monmouth team, that not just basketball and baseball, but but all sports, I know you were as tuned in as anyone to the announcement with Monmouth moving to the Colonial Athletic Association, and, and we all heard from you with how much that means, and just kind of your take as someone who was student-athlete, who is now a supporter and follows the teams and just what that move from your vantage point means to Mammoth to Mammoth Athletics and the Hawks moving forward?
2: Definitely, no. It was once I saw that news. I know it was rumored for a little bit, but once it became official, I was you know really excited. I mean, I, it's it's a big move. I mean, to see where we've come from. You know, my NEC days, my freshman year to the match, and then and now that we're in you know, the CIA with St. Louis and Towson and and Drexel and Delaware. You know, UNC Wilmington. Having a great year. I mean, not just basketball, but you know, every sport. But I mean, it's it's going to be really cool. And you know, I I joke. I know people say. I mean, the MAC is it's such a it's such a tough conference. I mean, bas- specifically basketball, baseball too. Really. I mean, I feel like in basketball, it's. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's cursed. I just it's like it's crazy because you know a Tuesday in Buffalo or a Friday night against Iona. Like it doesn't matter. Like every game is so challenging and. Anyone could be anyone, in every night, you know, you're going to get to of the best from every coach, every team, and it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. People don't, I think, on a national uh, scale, people don't understand how difficult the map really is. And you know, it's it's a really it's a great conference. You know, I think we've had some good times here, all sports. You know, I think, but uh, you know, I'm excited for this jump to CAA, and I think it's going to be really good for for all of programs, really.
1: Yeah, and you you hit the nail on the head. I think it's going to a huge opportunity, not just for our athletic programs, but the school as as a whole to kind of rub elbows with some of those fine institutions. And, um, we got some unfinished business on both the men's and women's side and then all of our spring sports, obviously. But, uh, it's, um, it's definitely really awesome to, to, to be headed in this direction and be part of that journey. And of course, all of our alums and including you and and the baseball guys and everybody are going to be part of that, that journey as we head to kind of the next evolution. Um, before we wrap up here, we like, to, uh, we like to get every guest with kind of a get-to-know-you kind of fun question. And, and Eddie, I were rapping before about what we'd ask you. And I think, you know, based on the fact that you just rattled off like 50 top artists that, that you've kind of rubbed elbows with or you have, have residencies at Resorts World, um, if you had to go up and, and have batting music right now, and walk up and, and take take one more one more hack, one more uh at bat. What would you walk up to the batter's box?
2: Wow. Playing? That's uh that's an incredible question. Um have to think about that. I know I mean I think I think Coach Coaching e. Hall has let his, his players change it up a little throughout the years, I think. <laughs> I think my, one of my, my senior I think it was my senior year, one of those years, he kinda got a little you know, less uh, you know, um, aggressive with yeah, was, uh, <laughs> some of the song choices. Um, I had I had I had sale for I think all four years by mm-hmm. Asia which was, was awesome. But I think I I the one I wanted to do senior year I think was was Uptown by Drake. Um, so that I think that was what I I think I actually got vetoed by coach. But um, so I think <laughs> I would have to I'd have to go with that one honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean Drake's Drake's my guy. He's he's one for me. So, um. That's
1: such an awesome question though. So so one more at at we're walking off up to Uptown by Jake. Or Drake. Jake.
2: Yeah. Has to
0: be. Well, Carrie, I know that, you know, Greg and I were as we were getting ready to do this, we were so excited to have this conversation. Not just your time as a student athlete, but your ability to to, you know, be a supportive Hawks fan and still have a huge impact on this department from afar, from Vegas. We really appreciate it. We we know how much Mammoth means to you and how much following the hawks means to you and, and we know how busy your schedule is so it does mean a lot that you gave us some time and we really appreciate it uh, and just we're so excited to watch your future success and to you know, obviously stay in touch with you and and really thank you for your time yeah and, and thank yeah. you
1: for everything you do for us continually with the caesars deal and our fans and they really, you know, they they don't know and you probably don't get the credit you deserve for kind of setting that thing up as Eddie mentioned, but that's really an awesome one once in a lifetime opportunity for us to have uh an alum come and, and and be involved and 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 for the benefit of other fans. So I want to thank you for that as well.
2: No, definitely. Thank you guys so much for having me. That that was, you know, the best part of my day for sure. So, appreciate it. Appreciate everyone everything all you guys do for me and for for the school and the programs and you know, excited, uh, like I said, excited for ACA, excited for for spring forwards, for baseball, and, you know, softball and the other teams, I think. You know, baseball came off to a great start, too, so we're excited for that, and uh, hope to see you guys either back east soon or out west, and, uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking during all these games.
0: Thanks a lot, Kerry. We appreciate it, man.
1: Thanks, man.
2: Thanks, guys. Talk soon.
0: always so good to catch up with alums it's always so good to greg not only talk about their experiences but the fact that carrie's job keeps him connected to us it really was one of the reasons why we were able to do so much down in atlantic city i think is so great and it's no joke i mean after games we get whether it's football basketball i get a text every game and with his schedule and the fact that he's able to still keep tabs on the Hawks, it's, it's remarkable. That's a true someone who has passion in this place.
1: Yeah. And it's awesome. And, it, and you know, when we planned out who we were going to talk to with obviously with AC kind of leading up to next week, we knew we wanted to talk to Carrie, and not just because of uh, his connection with, with Caesars previously and all that, but um you know, the goal of this podcast is to not just talk to current student athletes and coaches, but also alums. And he's an alum that I don't know if we have an alum who's more in tune with our sports than Gary Jacobson is. And it's it's football, it's basketball, it's women's basketball. It's obviously baseball, which he played. I mean, he's a huge baseball guy for for obvious reasons, but um, just just a great alum to have from from every every aspect of being an alum. So we knew we wanted to get him on and talk with him.
0: Yeah, and it, it's great to have, you know, everyone has their own mammoth experiences and their own mammoth moments. But I think what connects alums across the generations, it doesn't matter if you graduated from Mammoth college in 1991 you know, or Mammoth university in 2016, like Carrie did, as long as you have those great experiences and you want to see the place that you went to do well and continue to do well, that brings you together. So because of that Old guys like me feel like we went to school with Kerry because he mm-hmm. has such a a pride in Mammoth. And uh, as soon as Mammoth made the CIA announcement, that's the first text you get. Women's soccer wins a title. It's the first text you get. Jenny Bogus gets hired. It's the first text you get. Yeah, so he's tuned in. It, it's great to see. And you know, going from LA to Jersey to Vegas, it's a pretty cool path.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he, you know, it's could have been easy for him just to, you know, he's out there in Vegas doing all these amazing things. And it, it's very easy for him to turn around and say, "All right, yeah, I got my degree, but but now I've kind of moved on and but he's not, he, he's, he's tuned in and there's a lot of those guys. And all you have to do is watch, uh, I guess last week when they were playing, there was a YouTube stream and, and the YouTube stream kept up a comment section. And a lot of those guys were chiming in there. And, and it was funny, you know, Gary Cole and I were, were kind of monitoring and, and Mark in the back office and they were just being funny. They're baseball guys. And, Rooting on the Hawks and 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 they care and it's the middle of the day like they all have jobs and and they're all spending their time to check in on how Dean's, uh, Coach E. Holt's team is really doing it's it's uh it's awesome it's a it, it's what you get it's just another success of of alums in this building that have played for a coach who have been here for twenty plus years and it's what makes the culture of Monmouth. University and Monmouth University, so special. Monmouth yeah. University Athletics, so special. No,
0: no doubt about it. it. It truly does. And, you know, we thank Carrie for his time. You heard the schedule he maintains. It's remarkable, not only that he follows the team, but that he was able to give Greg and I, you know, as much time as he did with the time difference and everything else. And, you know, Greg, it's a busy week. Obviously, spring sports now in full swing, basketball winding down, a couple of senior days coming up for the men's and women's teams. You need to make sure that you're there because of what we've had on both of these teams. The senior classes are pretty big. Like, yeah. And and I know on on Thursday for the men, you know, it's an abnormally large, right, senior class with what's going on. So Mammothhawks.com slash tickets to ensure your spot there. You want to make sure that you don't miss these games as these teams look to get some momentum going into Atlantic City, which is so important next week. We know the men are playing next Thursday night, and then the women's seed to be determined. It could be Tuesday. It could be Wednesday. It could be Thursday. We don't know yet where the women are going to play. So keep it locked to Mammothhawks.com to find that out.
1: Definitely, Eddie, and, and got the spring sports on the road and and keep it locked on campus for your, your last opportunities for a while to see uh, the Hawks in person on campus. Uh, of course, we want everybody to head down to Atlantic City, but get it here. Get here. This is the best place to see him.
0: See him here. See him on campus. Follow him online everywhere we go. We really appreciate Kerry Jacobson's time for Greg. I'm Eddie. We appreciate you listening to Hawk Talk. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. We'll catch you on the next one.
2: In a production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites,
0: including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Yeah.